How's it going, nerds? I'm the man nerd. Welcome back to another episode of Nerd to Nerd, where I get to know a new nerd every episode. I know, I know. You're wondering what a nerd is? Don't worry, I gotcha. A nerd is the delivery driver that brings you your Amazon packages. You know, the one that is always singing that Kelly Clarkson song. Your fifth grade teacher, who loves toads, is a huge nerd. A nerd is anyone and everyone. Your desires, your political views, your awesome haircut, none of that matters. All that matters is a passion for at least one thing. Today, I am lucky to be joined by Game Muse Sprinkles, also known as GM Sprinks. He is a longtime DM and storyteller, and he makes videos on YouTube to help out other nerds out there who love role-playing games. How's it going, GM Sprinks? Good, doing very good. I love that intro. Thank you. <laughs> I try to make it a little different every time, but I'm so excited about that intro every time I say it. Oh, I love it. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful for sure. All right. Well, let's just jump into this thing. I want to go straight into your YouTube content. Mm -hmm. uh, I noticed that you started posting about 11 months ago. Mm -hmm. Have you been doing anything before that or is this when you started? Yeah, that's exactly where I started. So just peak lockdown uh, here in Adelaide, Australia. Uh, didn't really have anything to do. I thought, why not start a YouTube channel? So I thought I'll start talking about D&D, different TTRPGs, and that's kind of how it got started. Nice. That's actually kind of my story, too. I always wanted to play D&D, never really played until our group was like, hey, let's do this. And then we made a podcast out of it. It was awesome. Yeah, hell yeah. And a good podcast of that as well. Oh, well, thank you. And I love your videos, too. I was just skimming through some more uh, today, and I, I missed a couple of the new ones. But uh, actually, I, I'm going to ask you a question. You said that your channel's not really going the direction you want it. So what's going on there? Yeah, so I find I've kind of wanted to talk about lots of different tabletop RPGs, and I wanted to kind of talk about uh, how to run, how to make a game, and all that sort of stuff. And I kind of got stuck in a habit of uh, talking about one system. And as much as I I'm, I'm loving and I'm digging the Cypher system. I still do like D&D, like 5th edition, and I'm still looking at other systems. Uh, but I kind of, I don't know, I've got a good following of people who like Cypher, so I kept on kind of doing it, and I kind of realized that I don't want to be talking about the same thing. So I just kind of needed a break and, and reassess, and that's what I've what I've done in the last couple of months. Okay, yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I've seen that you've, you've been definitely going full bore on the Cypher system. Now, I've never actually just used the Cypher system. What would you say is the biggest difference between the Cypher system and D&D? Yeah, so the Cypher system, is a rule light system that really focuses on storytelling and as as you as the name game amuse sprinkles i'm a big storyteller at heart and that's uh and that's kind of oh yeah and that's kind of what i want to do with cypher so it kind of allows you to interject into the story to make those those moments epic as well so uh it's got a mechanic that I, just a just a brief mechanic it's called the gm intrusion uh where you can kind of just intrude on the story and make something awesome so it's not meant to be for using against the plays it can be used for that but it's just meant to make those epic moments more epic so for example you're climbing up a rope and then you go gym intrusion the rope is fraying so that way you create those epic scenes like almost like a movie those cinematic oh, scenes nice. so that's yep. that's where i really i love that system but I'm, I'm still looking at other systems and there's plenty more out there who knows i might find something new in the future as well that i like even better so yeah that actually reminds me of i've never played it myself but i listened to a podcast that used the monster of the week and that was pretty cool that was kind of like what you were saying about it's it's more story based mm. the the roles and everything were pretty simple but then the uh, the GM can really interject in t at times. Yeah, yeah. I haven't 
actually, I've, I've heard very little about Monster of the Week. I have, haven't really looked into it quite deeply, but it does seem to be very storytelling focused um, as well. So I will be looking into that. I have been looking into Fate Core as well, which is also uh, very storytelling based and it's got even less mechanics oh, yeah. than Cypher. So it's something I'll be looking into in the future too. Oh, nice. Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear or not hear, watch those videos. <laughs> I'm so used to doing podcast stuff. Everything's hearing to me. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, <laughs> understand. I understand completely. <laughs> All right, so uh, do you do anything other than the, the YouTube right now? Uh, is that what you're primarily based on or do you do live streaming like Twitch or anything like that? So at the moment, I don't do any live stream, but I am looking at starting something in the near future. I have to get my friends together and um, I'm not sure if, if, look, my friends are not to make a, a stereotypically nerd, but I've got the, the stereotypical nerd friends that are very bad at organization. So trying to get them together has been yep. <laughs> quite <laughs> difficult. And uh, so that's that's my main challenge. So once I get them in order, we will be doing some streams and I want to focus on just one shots. So basically one week we might be doing something oh, more sci-fi yes. and then the next week it could be something crazy and absolutely different and might be more fantasy or more modern and we can just swap it up. And that way, um, if we get into a really high energy character um, one week, you know, the players aren't going to expect it to keep that energy up the whole time. So you could play one week with someone who's high energy, always stealing the spotlight. Then the next week, there might be a character who that same player plays a small, quiet character who kind of sits in the background. So that way, um, you know, you can tell a wide range of different stories rather than just following a one long campaign. Oh, yeah, that's great. I love one shots. And of course, I always go straight towards the goofy aspects if I'm like, have anything to do with one. But uh, that's just how, what I like. But serious ones are good, too. I like those. What, what do you uh, what do you kind of gravitate towards when it comes to one shots or do you just do everything? I do do everything. Um, I, I actually don't run many one shots because I, I've just been stuck into a long winded campaign uh, Well, not long winded, but just a long campaign uh, with my players. But I do do one shot just to kind of mix things up. And it always is just fun and zany. Sometimes I just give everybody pregen so they don't even get a chance to make a character uh, and they can just make up the personality on the fly based on the abilities. And that has worked out quite fun and uh, and crazy and zany and, and entertaining. You just don't know what a player's oh, yeah. gonna come up with. So it's, it's quite good, yeah, for sure. Oh yeah, I, I love the aspects of just players being able to do what they want. Mm, it mm. turns things so crazy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, just before we get away from the YouTube content stuff, uh, what? I, I'm kind of wondering, what is one of the main things that you love most about making your videos? Like, what's what's one of the things that really you're just like, man, I love doing that? Yeah, so I'm a massive storyteller, so I love a chance where I can use an example from a game or I can use an example in real life to tell a story to help you, to help others understand something. So like a good example is I might use a history fact that will help like be like, well, this is how it is in history and you can use that in your game to therefore do X, Y, and Z. And I think that pulling those examples uh, from the real world and other games that I've used is probably my favorite thing to do in my videos. Oh, that that makes such a good storyteller when you can make people relate or, you know, just, just see it in their, in their head so much better. I love that. Yeah, 100%. I want to play a game with you one time. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> I'm down to be a player. I'm working on being a DM, but it's going to take a little while. <laughs> well, just on that note, I, I'm, uh, I've always been like the forever DM in my group. And recently my partner has just taken over from my main group and started running a game for me. And it's so awesome. so funny, so fun to play, but also at the same time, I'm already missing like running a game. So I'm always like itching to run something else. So we can definitely work that out. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, so let's let's move into D and D here. Mm -hmm. I always like to ask this because everybody's story is different. But 
when did you first start playing D&D? Do you remember your first game? I do, I do. It actually wasn't that long ago. I've actually only been playing um, tabletops for about five or six years now. So about five years ago, my best mate from high school, um, one of his family members gave him a D&D, like, player's handbook, like, fifth edition player's handbook. And he's like, this looks so fun. We should do this one day. And we're like, yeah, yeah, we should, we should, we should. And then we never really did anything about it. And we just kind of was like, we don't know how to start. Um, and once again, classic, like, my friends are just so unorganized. Uh, and finally, one of my other friends found, like, uh, Adventurous League where you could come and learn to play. And they had, like, set rules and stuff to, oh, to nice. abide by. And that's kind of how I got into it. And funnily enough, the first game I played, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm into this. It seems really nerdy. Do I want to do this? And like, it took me about a month and I'm like, no, I'm committed to this. And then basically from then I just started playing D&D. And then after about five games, my DM's like, I need a break here, read this module. Next week you're running. And that's just kind of where my love for running came from that exact moment. Oh man, trial by fire there. <laughs> that's how I do everything in life is trial by fire. Just drop me in the deep end nice. and sink or swim. So yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best way. Sometimes I sink hard, <laughs> but swimming's fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you started swimming pretty quickly though. If you've been doing that ever since, you just got a love for that, for DMing right off the bat. Well, sometimes I did sink for sure. Like I ran a game and my player said, I just felt like I didn't know what was going on. And, and like you do sink and like, unfortunately um, that does happen. But at the same time, D it, like life isn't D and D. You get experience from failing, not succeeding. So like, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. I, you know, I grew from that experience, and it's made me the DM I am today. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Now, what what aspects of RPGs really drew you in in that you know those first few games? Was it the? It, I know you're a big storyteller. Was it storytelling, or was it the character creation, or something else that brought that really drew you in? It was the whole experience. So, like, I've always been a huge fan of RPGs. Like, I love Dragon Age. I love Skyrim. I love, like, Mass Effect. Uh, like, they've been my favorite games on the computer. And to have that, still get to create that character, I get to make my own choices in the story. But I can do that on a level that just video games just can't do. Like, I just... And honestly, I just don't enjoy RPGs as much as I used to now on computer. So it's just something that I've, I've always uh, I've always loved. And, like, just be able to do anything and, and just, you know, the... the the sky's the limit with an RPG. There's nothing you can't do. And now I just, I can't, I can't really get into RPGs the same on computers anymore because, you know, you just, there's only so many story options you can take, which is, you know, because you just can't do that in a video game. So that that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. It's a freedom of choice. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. Now I'm going to go a little bit back into D&D because mm -hmm. I, I get sidetracked a lot, <laughs> as you notice. Uh, what are two of your favorite classes from D&D? I know it's hard to do two, but I'm doing it. Okay, okay. Look, I love I love the wizard and warlock. This these are actually my favorite classes. Like nice. Cuz this is the thing, I know warlocks get a bad rap, but the first 3 levels of warlock, you get so many awesome things. And as a serial addicted uh multi-classer, I just love putting a couple levels in and warlock. Um and I think I think that's a lot of fun. And also the story that you can build with your character. If you've got a really good DM, with a warlock and trying to balance that relationship with your patron could be so much fun. It's like oh, yeah. something I absolutely love. Um, and another thing that I love about wizards is that I just love the idea that you're just a big book nerd and that's why you can do awesome things. Because someone who loves reading but I struggle to make time for it, I just like to play that book nerd basically 
in my RPGs. So that's something I love about Wizards as well. So they're definitely my favorite. The spellcasters, I actually love all spellcasters as well, to be honest. Oh yeah, I'm I'm in love with spellcasters. I I've got to branch out more, but man, spellcasters, ugh, magic, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You can't get enough. Can't get enough. You could do so many things. Well, that's it. We don't have we don't have magic in the real life. Like God, I wish we did because it yeah. might make some something interesting. This this boring world that we live in. But you know, <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta live. It would also be super chaotic for sure. <laughs> oh hell yeah! I crave chaos though. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, talking about chaos, that kind of reminds me of weird things because I. I, chaos and weird things just go together for me. Mm. What is the weirdest story you have ever came up with for uh, one of your campaigns or one shots? Oh, the weirdest one. Oh, that's that's tricky. Um, probably the weirdest actually, I was actually ran it probably like three weeks ago. Um, I gave all my players pre-gens um, and they had their, so just a quick background in Cypher, you have like your class, but then you also have your focus, which gives you abilities based on like, you might be like a, um, you might focus on riding the lightning, which it gives you like you're really good at lightning based powers. So basically okay. I gave them um, their type, but not their focus. And I didn't tell them they didn't have any backstory. I told them not to make a backstory um, and basically said, you have no memory of anything except for waking up in this cell. Um, and as they got along, basically it was just purgatory. They had died and they were trying to figure out how they died, what they did in their life to kind of before they were judged. So they had to be like, okay, am I going to go to hell or heaven here? And they had to work out whether they were good in their life and they had to try and piece things together before this this judge. And so majority of the session was them trying to justify their actions that they barely remembered from their past life, from their life. Um, and it was just a weird, wonderful thing. And we had one person who's just like, I'm going to hell, so I'm just going to try and make it as comfortable as possible by selling my soul to a devil straight off the bat. And like, you know, there was just all that weird and wonderful fun. It was just crazy, actually. It just didn't know what was going to happen. So that was probably the weirdest one. That sounds fantastic. That is such a cool story. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Do you, do you write one shots that people can run? I'm just wondering. That would be awesome. <laughs> I, I, I don't. Well, not yet. Anyway, I kind of, uh, I, I'm working on something. I'm working on a, actually, I'm working on a world that I'm building and some one shots that I want to publish eventually. I just have to get the time to make it right. So yeah, maybe in the future. Okay. Well, you have to let me know. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. All right. I'm getting personal here. Mm, perfect. What are some of your other passions away from tabletop role playing games, video games, all of that, that you have? I am a massive history fan, like especially like classics. So like ancient Greece, ancient Rome, Persian Empire, Scythian uh, steps. Like I just love that part of history. And it actually works really well because I can blend like fun stories from history and I can blend that and use that as inspiration into my games. But yeah, I'm a massive fan of history. Like the other day I had a, I had a weekend free and I just sat and watched a like 28 part lecture on like this small little country in like the Bronze Age. And I just found that fascinating. So that's that's one of my other passions there. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. That actually makes sense because just checking out your world building videos, it, I can tell, I can totally tell now that you love that. <laughs> that totally just comes out every time you're talking about world building. Oh, awesome, good. I'm glad that comes out then because that's, that's, yeah. that's where all my bases comes from. My world building is from real history, so. Oh, that's cool. Uh, what about one thing from your past that you think back on and say, why did I like that so much? Like a, an old passion that you're like kind of cringy at right now. Oh, that's that's tricky. 
Um, I can give you one from me if you need yeah, some time. Yeah, actually, yeah, for sure. What's yours then? Yeah, let's go with that. All right. <laughs> Nobody knows this, but when I was in middle school, the Titanic came out, the movie, James Cameron. Mm-hmm. And I was such a nerd on that movie. I saw it 11 times in the theater, and that's a long-ass movie. And I did a report on the Titanic, and I mil- built a model. And the model got put in the movie theater locally. I was such a nerd. I don't know what I was thinking, but I loved it. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's... No, you know what? That's just reminded me. So when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of like the Ratchet and Clank video games to the point where I wrote like spin-off stories and like, I don't know if you, I guess, yeah, fan fiction, I guess. And I just, yep. I just would write about it all the time and I would have like new stories. And one time I wrote one about getting sucked into their universe and, and like, you know, it was, yeah, I all forgot about that until you just told me about the Titanic. Yeah, I was trying to hold that back from my memory, I think. <laughs> yep. Once I wrote that question down, I was like, oh, crap, I'm probably just going to have to share the Titanic thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. did the same thing. <laughs> let's, let's just try and forget that again, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely not going to be on the internet forever Okay. when this yeah, makes yeah, it definitely, you yeah. know, to my podcast. <laughs> definitely not. Okay. Yeah. Now, I had a question. You're you're in Australia. Uh, what what part are you in? Uh, I'm in Adelaide, Australia, so the uh, South Australia. Okay. Uh, now, I've I've never been there. I don't really know, uh, you know, much that goes on there because I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to other places. But I would love to know what's what's the D and D community like or around where you you are and where you grew up. So very little, like I, I actually grew up in the country and I've just moved to like a capital city in, in my state now, basically. So probably eight years ago, oh, not even actually, it would have been about seven years ago, I moved uh, up into the capital city. Before then, the country, never heard of D&D, never had a community. Um, and But I have noticed since like being on the internet and trying to connect with Twitter, every Australian youtuber dnd player as soon as i as soon as they learn that i'm australian they're just like oh another australian hell yeah and they're so excited like i just think i don't know i don't know whether it's the same like when americans meet other americans on the internet but i don't know i just there's just some camaraderie there so it's it's really good i guess uh i know i've had nothing but positive experiences in um well i've had bad experience i wouldn't say nothing but positive but i i've had mostly good experiences when i was going to the store and paying and then and, um Adventures League there and I've met a lot of great people through Adventures League and and yeah so I think like you know it's it's, it's very good yeah in my area anyway I don't know about the rest okay. of rest of Australia though oh that's cool well talking about other people you know in Australia you you probably know Fate's Grip then right oh hell yeah I love Fate's Grip every now and then I send them a message to uh, to see how they're doing because yeah. I, I just love I love their crew they're amazing yeah oh I I love them too we actually had uh Venice on our podcast for like four episodes it was awesome. Oh, nice. I have to, I'm still getting through your podcast. It's just one of those things. I've got so many podcasts I'm trying to listen to. So I know eventually I'll... I do the same thing. <laughs> eventually I'll get up so to that many. one then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it gets better. You know, it's, uh, you know, we started out not knowing anything about recording or anything and just kind of built our way. So we definitely got a lot better as we went. And I'm, I'm proud of where we made it. Oh, hell and, yeah. And, you know, where I am today with, with my new podcast. And, and show you should be. And, like, like my first few videos were, were trash. Like, my first video I ever put up on YouTube uh, was, like, the reasons why I left D&D, um, which was definitely a clickbait title, just FYI. I, I still play D&D. 
um, was awful. Oh, that got me right off the bat. I was like, why did he leave d and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was a great video to start with, but the audio quality was awful because I just had no idea how to deal with audio. I had no idea how to edit. I had no idea. So, you know, I've learned so much since that short amount of time and like, yeah, your first one's always going to be rough. Oh, and it's, it's so fulfilling when you like make those little steps like, Ooh, I took the echo out. Ooh, I made my voice sound fuller. I love this. You just get these little tiny steps as you go. I love that. Yeah, that's it. And it's 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 amazing when you do make those progress steps. And like, you know, I had some uh, feedback on Reddit on one of my videos and they were very rude um, about it. But, you know, they actually, if you took out all that there, they like attacks. There was a lot of actually really good feedback in there. Like they talked about how like, there was no background behind me. There was nothing to look at because beside a blank wall. Mm -hmm. They talked about how like I seem to not really have much expression in my voice. And once I realized, I was like, okay, well, I just kind of said thank you, even though it was such a like a rude comment. And then I, I like you know started filming with like little knickknacks behind me, and then I started yep. trying to be more like smile in the videos and like more emphasis and, and try and speak more clearly and just take all that feedback on board because in negative feedback there's always something you can learn from and even if it does just seem like someone's just being a jerk like and like I did grow from that so that was a really good experience. Oh definitely and I've noticed your hair looks amazing most of the time. I'm jealous because mostly because I'm balding. Oh. That's just how it is. <laughs> Look, <laughs> You're jealous of people with good hair. <laughs> you, you would not believe how much time I spent trying to get my hair right. And now in the most latest videos, I started to try to curl my mustache up a little bit. And I spend oh, a good, yeah. like 15, 20, sometimes 40 minutes trying to get that right before I start filming. Oh, well, it shows because <laughs> I'm like, damn, look at that hair and that mustache. <laughs> mustache wax and everything. Oh, thank you. I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm, I'm blushing over here. All right. <laughs> so we covered the, well, kind of, I definitely want to jump more into the D&D &D community in Australia, but we don't have the time. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to move on. Yeah. Uh, how has your love for role-playing games and storytelling uh, bled over into your professional life? Or is that just a passion that's been separate? It has bled over into my personal life. Like I tell like recently, uh, probably what, four months ago, I, I changed roles at work and I've become a team leader. And I tell everyone like what, what I'm into, you know, I talk about D&D &D to them. And I don't know, I don't know why, but I just feel like the need to try and convince everyone that they should try it. I want to like convert everyone. I feel like I'm like a leader of a cult and trying to get everyone into D&D. &D. Uh, so everyone I meet, I try and be like, you should do it. I'll run you a game, it'll be fine. Um, so, you know, I've got all these people at work now who they want me to run them a game. So one day I'll eventually get around to doing that as well. So, so yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's, it's a big part of me and it, it comes into every part of, of my personality, work, uh, personal, family, all that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, mine's definitely bled into every aspect of my life too. Yeah. Even though it's not really part of my work, I still just talk about it and all the time. Yeah. Just can't stop. That's it. D&D &D is kind of life right now. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, why didn't I do that when I was younger? I always looked at, like you said, you know, you think, oh, that's way too nerdy. <laughs> like I, I always knew people that did stuff like that. They played Magic the Gathering. They played D&D. &D, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of nerdy. I'm not really going to do that. And now look at me. I can't stop. Yeah, yeah exactly. A hundred percent. Like it took me, it took me a month to fully commit to playing D and D. And now I've like, I'm in the deep and I couldn't get out even if I wanted to now, I don't think. <laughs> no way. It's like a lifelong passion. Yeah, that's it. For sure. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so what is something that you, I, I'm going to go, maybe if you don't want to talk about any of this, this is cool. 
but you know, sometimes it's uplifting. So is there something in your life that you've struggled with that you've been able to overcome? Something that might help other people in the future? Hmm. I know I have my things. Yeah, well, look, I I have I have like, you know, I I really struggle I struggle to talk to an audience. I I do find it very exhausting to be in a social situation for a long period of time. And talking in front of a camera actually like terrifies me still. And like I it, it takes me a long time to get comfortable talking to a camera. Like in my videos, like most of them are around the 10 minute mark. And sometimes I have like an hour of footage to sift through because I'm just so nervous and so like like panicking and like stuff. So like look, it is something that I have to deal with every time I film and and don't if anyone has the same thing and you do want to do it don't let that stop you it just might mean it takes you a little bit longer to get into that rhythm to do that in front of that video so that's my that's my take there it's something i do struggle with but um yeah that's the i don't really have anything major that i struggle with i'm pretty lucky to be honest um in that regard so i don't really have any anything severe that, that i struggle with so i'm pretty lucky in that regards well, that is a good one because something like that can actually just stop people from doing what they want and being happy. Just just the fact that, like you, where would you be if you just would not speak in front of a camera or did not, you know, branch out and start doing more storytelling? Where would you be without that? Yeah, well, that's a good point. Like, I, I wonder whether, because I've definitely got better with it, and I wonder whether that's really helped me in my, my work at, at uh, where I work. I wonder if that's really helped me excel there because I have been communicating more in front of a camera, and that's made me more comfortable to do it, and therefore they've that's come across and made me get to where I am today. I don't, I don't know. Maybe it was, or maybe there was another reason, but I think for sure it's been a big aspect of my life to help me be more comfortable in who I am as well. So I'm not trying to hide this part of me because, you know, for a long time I did hide that I played D&D because I felt like it was really nerdy. But I mean, I think the community is huge now with Critical Role. I don't, have, oh, it is. I don't have to worry about that anymore, but it was something that I did hide a part of me for a long time. So, yeah. Yeah, that can be kind of rough when you're like, uh, I love it, but man. And I, I can kind of relate to what you were saying about, you know, being nervous speaking in front of people. I was in a, a choir for a long time. Mm. And, you know, I, I would sing next to people. And then when I started trying solo stuff, which I'm not very good at singing, but pretty good in a choir, I would get so nervous that my voice would shake and my whole body would shake. And I would just have to keep on doing it until eventually I'd just be nervous and I wouldn't, my voice wouldn't shake. So that, that felt good just pushing yourself to do that more. And doing that, I think, led to me being able to do this, something like this, feel more comfortable talking. Yeah, that's it. And I, it, it definitely helped. And I still get nervous in front of a camera. I just, it doesn't affect my filming as much as it used to. Um, and I do find sometimes if I'm really nervous, I'll have, I'll have a drink, like I'll have a beer or something, just a bit of alcohol, just to take the edge off. And that's, that's helped me as well. Um, not that I, I like, I'm not saying that's what everyone should do, but I know that's something that helped me. So, yeah. It can definitely take the edge off. I know that. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I never did it singing, though. I should have, though. Yeah. No, oh, man. You might have improved. Well, you know, if you have enough, you'll improve. You'll, you'll think you will anyway. <laughs> yeah. Or be more boisterous about it. Yeah, one of the two. <laughs> like, is that guy really doing that? This isn't a musical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, so before we wrap it up, uh, a couple more things mm -hmm. to talk about. Yeah. Do you have any advice for any 
any content creators coming up. It could be in the D&D world or just anything, really. Twitch streamers, whatever. Do you have any, you know, any advice for them from from your experience that mm -hmm. you, you've been doing this for a while now? Yeah, look, I'm not, I'm no expert. There's people out there who've done, have been doing this longer than me, of course. But I think the biggest advice oh, yeah. is like, just because, um, you know, you might not feel like you're making much success, just keep doing it and don't focus on the numbers. Just focus on what you can change. So keep focusing on like what you can do better in your videos, see what you don't really like uh, and try and fix that rather than the numbers. Because like at the end of the day, I think most people would agree that like, you know, you success would be good to get from your podcast or your, your content, but it shouldn't be the main goal. You should be focusing on enjoying it and, and and if you do enjoy it and you do so passion, the success will come in one way or another eventually. Even if the success is from within and not really, you know, your biggest dreams of becoming famous. That's you it. You know, you can still be successful if you love it. A hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. That's it. That's yeah. exactly what I mean. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I just condensed down what you said to something simple. That's <laughs> one of my things I do. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, bef before before we wrap up, I would like to share where people can check you out. So I see that you you have a YouTube. Mm -hmm. So uh, why don't you tell us about your YouTube and your other social media and where people can support you? Awesome. Cool. Well, I, I do have a YouTube. I am Jim Sprinkles there. I also have a Twitter, which is now it used to be Springs DM, but I've also made that GM Sprinkles. I'm mainly active on Twitter um, and I also now have a TikTok which I'm doing like little short videos on um, and I plan on releasing a lot more short videos. I'm about to do a uh, 30 days of world building uh, video every day on how I on a world building awesome. challenge so stay tuned for that. Otherwise I do have a coffee you can support me on there um, that all the links are, are on any of my social media you'll see them there. Uh, but yeah, mainly I, I'm going to be focusing on TikTok and YouTube and I'll do a bit of Twitter as well. All right, cool. And uh, I know you talked about coffee. Do you have anything else uh, like a Patreon or is that it for now? I've only got coffee for, for, for now, um, but I but stay tuned once I get things going. I am uh, expecting to have a Patreon uh, in the future. So keep an eye out for that. Awesome. Awesome. And when you do, let me know and I will post it. Awesome. We'll do. All right. So... We're at the end, man. So this is my outro challenge. And today's theme is going to be storytelling. Mm -hmm. So we're each going to go. I'll just go first because I've got one in mind. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to start playing the music. And then we're just going to go for it. And we're both going to have an outro. It's going to be awesome. Okay, cool. In a world of mind-blowing magic, mythical creatures, and heroes, one person stands out among them all. His powers exceed those around him. His heart keeps growing. His compassion is ever-present. The Man Nerd stands for all that is nerdy in this world. See his story unfold on the next Man Nerd podcast. Awesome. <laughs> it seems like a boring story, a normal one that you've heard a hundred times. There's a princess being captured by a, by a dragon. The heroes go to save her, but there's a twist. The dragon is the captured one, tied up up for a sacrifice for this princess <laughs> this sorcerer who's here to sacrifice the dragon for more souls so she can live for eternity what will happen next oh i love it oh that's amazing <laughs>